come over to our crib and we'll play a little FPS. Welcome to Channel Massive. We're gonna take off all your clothes, girl. Hello and thank you for downloading Channel Massive today. The date is July 22nd, 2010. My name is Jason. As always, the email address is daily at channelmassive.com or it could be today at channelmassive.com. I think Mark's going to change it up for me. In the meantime, how about you just use mail, M-A-I-L, at channelmassive.com to contact me. Uh, You can also get us on Facebook, leave a comment on the website, or there's Twitter. If you are the tweeting persuasion, twitter.com slash channelmassive. Today I'm going to do a quick review of The Secret of Monkey Island 2, the Chuck's Revenge. So stay tuned. my schizophrenic gaming period, I managed to find myself purchasing a ton of Xbox Live Arcade titles, one of those being uh, the Secret of Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge, the special edition for Xbox Live Arcade. The game's story continues uh, the adventures of the bumbling wannabe pirate Guybrush Threepwood, and in the sequel... He's searching for a mysterious treasure called Big Whoop. Uh, the original development team who worked on this game included such legends as Ron Gilbert, Tim Schafer, and Dave Grossman, a virtual who's who of, of uh, who used to work at LucasArts. Uh, the art design is beautifully done. The animations are smooth. It's almost like you're playing a cartoon. You have the ability to to go back. You well, you actually you press the back button, and it'll take you um, back into what the game used to look like and sound like um, back in the day. Back when we were young whippersnapper gamers, first playing the the game, and and that that's kind of a hoot just to see how how it looks, how it sounds, and everything. But I definitely didn't find myself playing in in that particular mode. Um, very much. Uh, once I saw what they were able to do with the with the new music, with the, the music is great, by the way. The voice acting, of course, is top notch. Uh, the original voice cast, um, practically all of them, from what I understand, returned to work on it. Um, Dominic Amato, Alexandra Boyd, Earl Bowen, uh, who did LeChuck, of course. Uh, all these guys came back. It's fully voiced over, so you're not you know you're never reading anything. Uh, anymore, which is great. It's all voiced over and it's done very well. Um, some of those scenes where you, you know, I didn't, you know, I don't remember a couple of those scenes being so funny and dramatic as they were in the original game, and the, but they're really funny now. 
now that you hear the voices and, and they, the, the play on each other and everything like that, that's, that's really great to hear. Um, another great feature um, that I have to note is the recorded commentary that Ron Gilbert, Schaefer, and Grossman did. Uh, there's like about an hour, hour's worth of that kind of commentary. And during particular scenes, you can trigger that. It's kind of like a DVD commentary that you can trigger on or off. And they'll talk about design decisions that they made. Sometimes they poke fun at each other. Uh, so that that's pretty fun to fun to have. The controls have been revamped a little bit. It makes it a little bit easier for console gamers to navigate through the areas and the menus. You can move Guybrush with the standard point-and-click controls, or you can move them around with the left analog stick, and then you can use the right analog stick as kind of like a mouse cursor to select things on the screen. It works pretty pretty good, works, works okay, but sometimes what happens is you get stuck in certain environments from time to time, and you might accidentally exit or enter an area or a room that you didn't want to, and, and that could lend to a little bit of frustration. Um, they could have definitely, yeah, they could have definitely spent a little bit more time tweaking that. Uh, another frustrating thing that I found was is that when you have to time an action, um, like in, in like a matter of like a split second, uh, sometimes the interface kind of flakes out on you, and it requires you to try it multiple times, or you may have to move um, the character over just to the right part of the screen and and do it at the right exact time just to trigger the action. And so that, that was a little bit of a headache. Um, another thing that I find is, and I, and I just find it frustrating with adventure, <laughs> adventure, game, adventure games in general, is that s some puzzles seem, you know, pretty logical. You know, you just, you see what, you've got a bunch of items, you see what you need to do with them, you know, it all seems to make sense. Some of, of course, some of these puzzles don't make any sense whatsoever, and they probably never will. And so what you end up doing is you use like the tried and true trial and error approach of using everything that you've collected in your backpack in order to see whether it works or not. And it, it's, I don't know that that's part, that's part of my frustrating frustration with adventure games in general. Um, luckily for those of us who suck at these kind of games, they put in a hint system, uh, which they did have in the first special edition and they've also added an item highlighting feature so you can easily see which objects you can interact with. So so those help tremendously. But still, even so, it's kind of a... You know, th these games frustrate me. Th these damn games frustrate me. Adventure games in general, I, I used to like them. I used to play, like, every single LucasArts adventure title that came out. I'm talking Day of the Tentacle, uh, Full Throttle... All of the, you know, the Monkey Island games, uh, games like uh, King's Quest or uh, Space Quest. I love those kind of games, but I think they've kind of run their time. And that, and that, you just you don't see many adventure games come out anymore. And I think there's a reason for that. I just think, I think people just get too damn frustrated and pissed off. <laughs> to to have to deal with an adventure game. 
you know, you could be a pretty smart guy and you will never get like half of the things that they're, you know, that you're, you're, you're supposed to do. These puzzles are, you know, really complex in some instances and, and, and it just lends to a little bit too much frustration, I think, for the gamer of today. Is it worth 10 bucks? Uh, yeah, I'd say most definitely. It's rare that you're going to find this kind of quality work at such a cheap price point. Is it worth your time? Well, that's a question you're going to have to ask yourself. Are you really, um, are you a old school diehard adventure game fan? If you are, I totally recommend it. Go out and see it for yourself. They did a really good job on it. If you're not, if you're not an adventure game fan, eh, I would probably stay away from it. Well, that's all I got for you for today. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do or talk about, but, uh, you know, that's the fun part about this thing. It's always a surprise. We'll see you then.